All right, I gotta know. Yes, I'm about to activate it. No, 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 not that. What the hell does Cree mean? Well, actually, it means a lot of things. Um, loosely translated, it means uh, attention, listen up, concentrate. You who? Yes, in a manner of speaking. Huh. Okay. Here goes. Hey folks, it's Andrew here on the Kree You Who podcast talking about the episode Descent from Season 6. Peter DeLuise in the commentary just now was saying the fans were thinking the Descent referred to Daniel Jackson returning. Uh, That is not the case. (laughs) That is definitely not the case. And also, um, you can never tell when Peter DeLuise is serious or not. Oh, if you can hear the jingling in the background, the dog is wanting attention. No, she's fine. She's just dragging her butt on the carpet. I'll be right back. Say hello. Quality content. <laughs> Previously on Stargate SG-1, <laughs> we have the rundown of Thor, so five points for Thor being in the episode, um, being stuck in the ship with Anubis's computer and all of that stuff, using the internal communication systems to synthesize my voice. Um, Five points because Jacob Carter is driving a cargo ship, and in the cargo ship with them is Major Davis, another beloved recurring guest, so another five points. Um, And they're trying to figure out what's up with this mothership that's turned up in Earth orbit. Um, Jonas is being very cute, it's his first time in space, until something goes horribly wrong. Um, and why would they abandon it? They wouldn't. And there's a one-point push and swell on Jack on that line. Uh, and then it's the credits. And the credits are now both the types of shots. (laughs) For the first two episodes of this season, they were just the Stargate. It was all we saw during the credits. And now it's a hybrid of the Stargate and some action character clips. Um, blah, 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 blah. they ring over to the mothership. Oh my god, dog. Hey. Hey. Are you good? Are you good? You know, I don't think you're that great a podcast co-host, dog. <laughs> So they ring over and investigate, and there's five points again for Gary Jones being in the episode. And, uh, I really loved Tilk's joke there. Holding your breath, that is most unwise. Um, they make it to Anubis' throne room and realize that the self-destruct is on pause for some reason. Well, that's not good. And (laughs) Mr. Redshirt here, (laughs) Lieutenant Deadmeat, has one, one speaking line. 
And then, and then, friends, it happened. <laughs> the episode gets 50 points right here because, um, what, what happens? Jacob Carter says, this ship once belonged to Anubis, and Colonel O'Neill makes a reference to The Simpsons. He replies, excellent. <laughs> Doing a Mr. Burns. Because Richard Dean Anderson idolizes The Simpsons. Um... And he settles himself into his command seat. <laughs> it's just very good, isn't it? The whole Jack O'Neill, I could get used to this space commander thing. <laughs> so, wow, we haven't had the 50 points um, very often. Uh, it definitely propels this episode into high scores. We'll see at the end just how high. Um but yeah, during, during this episode, it's really great. This banter back and forth with Jacob Carter and Jack O'Neill. I uh, really enjoy it. And what was it in Enemies in season five? It's kind of like a reprisal of that. Hey, can everyone stop saying we're not going to make it? How about some positivity? <laughs> that, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so the corridors in this ship are all blocked and everything's fucked up. It's such a mystery. And the wandering through the hallways begins. <laughs> but you know what? I love this episode. It doesn't even bother me. This is like, this is, this is actually one of my favorites. Um, it's, yeah, one of the few that I've, I used to watch over and over and over and over again. Because <laughs> I had it on a tape. <laughs> VHS tape. Um, so I remember it so fondly and because it's got all of this stuff about introducing Jonas and making him fit in, maybe that this, this episode right here is exactly why I'm quite fond of season six as a whole and why I'm more forgiving of Jonas than some people. <laughs> I love this episode. Um, I gave it uh, a wild card point here. When Colonel O'Neill says, I have to go blow something up. <laughs> That's pretty much a good day at work for Colonel O'Neill, isn't it? <laughs> when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. So that's one wild card point that I gave it, but I gave it the rest, the other nine, because right after that, this red shirt guy gets killed by fucking space ninjas. <laughs> Awesome! They're not quite Jafar, they're space ninjas. Um, and there's also one point because he's a red shirt and he gets killed, which shows us just how big the uh, danger is for the main characters. Um, and yeah, all the Teal'c and Jonas stuff happens in, waiting in the cargo ship. <laughs> Such a great little scene. Oh, so Teal'c, you had trouble fitting in too. Is the same for you? No, it was not completely shutting him down. Uh, are you suggesting an alien conspiracy? <laughs> the death stare that he gives him. It's really great. And this is the writing of Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully, for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, hazing the new guy, all the new guy stuff, the worries, do I fit in, all of this. It's great that they took an episode to deal with it. You know, this is pretty much the one episode where they really go into this and the rest of the time Jonas is in there. He's trusted as like a a guy who's going to get the mission done. He doesn't have anything to prove really anymore. He, you know, it, it's all, it's all up 
in the air, all the stakes for him are all resolved within this one episode. Um, and we certainly trust that he can handle himself in an action situation afterwards, don't we? They figure out that Thor is living on the computer and is using the internal communication system to synthesize his voice. <laughs> like I said, I've watched this episode many, 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 many times. So I must have heard that many, many, many times. It was just quite nice to hear it again because I actually haven't watched this particular episode this whole season for many years now, like five or six years. <laughs> so it's just nice to hear these little touch touch points, you know, the moments of fam familiarity for me um, that really draw me back into it and hit, what really uh, touch a chord in my memory or something. It's nice. Um, what do we got? We got one point because Jacob Carter is attacked by the space ninja Jafar, and there's a push and swell on that. Um, the ship crashes into the earth, and I love that they say uh, the ship is decelerating because the drive is stuck on. They're really not specific about the <laughs> propulsion. About the, what kind of drive are we talking about here that powers this thing? <laughs> they seem to just hover about at will. <laughs> and clearly, I think this is Joseph Malazzi and Paul Mali. Um just very obviously not going into it. <laughs> you know, they could have written it like, we don't have enough muons flowing through the crystal stream at this rate per second. But they didn't write anything specific at all. They just said, oh, the driver's stuck. <laughs> it's broken. Because <laughs> they don't want to fucking deal with it. <laughs> they just want the plot to happen. And for characters to say funny things. What happens? The space ninjas go to attack the um, the cargo ship with Teal'c and Jonas, and Teal'c goes full on beast mode and takes them down, um, which is awesome. And in my previous podcast, I was talking about the episode Redemption and how Braytek and Teal'c were so dull and <laughs> lacking in energy or it was just like a really badly made action scene with them taking out dozens and dozens of guards and here we see Teal'c you know running and ducking and shooting around corners and shit and going from side to side so they don't know where he is yeah, boom it's awesome I want this every time this is Teal'c like leaping into action showing his prowess I've got uh, one point for a push and swell because Jack O'Neill says, I guess we're going in, and it's dramatic. Then we've got one point again for the front gate stock footage guys back at Cheyenne Mountain where everyone is talking about the crash into the ocean, and five points here because Sergeant Siler is in the episode walking around the background. He doesn't speak, but um, yeah. Um, and then one more point from this little scene here for the push and swell when Hammond says, there's a plane waiting for you. And Tilk and Jonas go off to the rescue. The sh the Hatak vessel is underwater and leaking. I, I guess all those gold hallway doors are airtight, watertight. I suppose they are. <laughs> Very badly designed, aren't they? For spaceships. Very good for pyramids. Very poor for spaceships. <laughs> 
<laughs> so our main characters are drowning in a spaceship. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> and still, no one can hear them scream. Um, so much tension, so much drama. And I love that this, like, this is kind of like the climax of any action TV show, but it's actually right in the middle of this episode um, that Sam and O'Neill, Sam Carter, Jack O'Neill are drowning in the hallway. And for some reason, at the last second, the hallway uh, is emptied of water and they're safe again. And mm, it's like, okay, the mystery is finally being solved. It's Thor. He's doing it. That means he's alive. Now, five points here because Teal and Jonas arrive with one Navy sailor, which is Peter DeLuise making a director cameo. And I've never seen Sequest DSV, but apparently he was a Navy lieutenant in that show. <laughs> the act, He was acting. Um, so he was calling this one like a uncredited reprisal of his role as Lieutenant Dagwood. I don't know anything about that, but um, I've read about it on the wiki page and it certainly sounds very funny. But in any case, it's a director cameo. And um, they remove Thor, the countdown restarts, and they have this terror, this heartbreaking decision to make. Do we keep the mothership? Apparently we do. Okay. We, we do not, I mean. <laughs> We do need to run away from this one and let it blow up. And uh, O'Neill says, next mothership we keep. <laughs> Again, I love that line. It's really, um, it's one of the lines that's got into my brain over the years. <laughs> um, and then there's one point, again, for another push and swell when Jacob Carter yells at them about the flooding. There is no other way around. <sighs> And here, guys, um, I gave it five points for Jonas Quinn. He says, I'm going to go swim over here and fix it. I know the layout of this place because I am a quick study. There we go. He said it. I was afraid he wasn't going to say it. <laughs> um, Colonel O'Neill, begrudgingly grateful to Jonas Quinn as they fly out of the explosion just in time through the underwater space flying hangars. You know, uh, Colonel O'Neill, he finally warms up to him, trusts him and stuff. And it's, it's kind of nice to see it because I, I was just thinking um, a few episodes back, which for me was a good seven months ago now, or maybe eight. Um, I was just remembering the episode Proving Ground, where the three of the four candidates were being tested by the SG-1 team to see if they were good enough to handle a real foothold situation. Colonel O'Neill never gave them his true kind of welcoming approval. I guess he, he did at the very, very end, but kind of left it as a very manly, ambiguous, unspoken thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's... It's good that he... <laughs> the ice melts, doesn't it, Colonel O'Neill, for Jonas Quinn. He said specifically in the previous episode, he doesn't blame him for Daniel's death. You know, He knows very well Daniel was going to run into something like this sooner or later. <laughs> um, I gave it one point for a reference. An obvious reference is obvious, because Samantha Carter says, opening the pod bay doors, and... That is what you might call an obligatory 
Pod Bay Doors reference to um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. The Death Gliders, they fly off into the sunset. Everything's happy. We all survived. We got away with Thor. Now he owes us one. <laughs> Jonas is on the team. And I, I suppose, um, presumably, they're going to land these Death Gliders quite soon or bail out of them because at any second <laughs> at any second they're about to lose control the glider is going to fly itself up into the orbit of Saturn and um, <laughs> it's going to be the episode tangent all over again when the uh, the failsafe kicks in and the traitor will be <laughs> punished for stealing the ship from their gold overlord um, I guess that doesn't happen, but, um, I would be interested to see what do we, what happens to these two gliders? Um, presumably they're able to be salvaged or, yeah, but they'd, they'd be too risky to use for humans to use because they, yeah, at any second they might just flip into that tangent mode <laughs> and then just take off into space out of control. Um, but I don't recall them ever being mentioned again in any way, shape, or form. If we ever see a spaceship again, it's a it's an extra go to. So, um, that's the end of the episode. What do I have to say about the commentary? Um, Gary Jones is in the commentary with Peter Delawise, and that's very very funny. Um, I would have loved Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully, of course, but you can't win them all. It's it's rare enough to get Gary, so um. He's just, yeah, he's so sharp. Um, he's so quick on the uh, improvised hilarity. Um, they were talking about uh, how Jonas Quinn, for the first, like, four or five or six episodes of the season, was doing the thing... <laughs> which is kind of from Ocean's Eleven where Brad Pitt is always eating food <laughs> in every single scene. He's, he's imbibing something, <laughs> ingesting something. And Jonas is doing that too. In this episode, he has the banana. <clears throat> the banana. In the uh, previous one, he has, what was it, an orange? <laughs> and they said there was a network producer who said, cut it out. <laughs> Some big shot who told them to stop it. Um, after a few. Um, and what else? That's about it. So what's the total on the points? I counted it up and made the total 103 points, which puts this episode in the third highest place of all time in the Stargate episodes. You can look at that scoreboard on the website, which is www.creeyuhu.com dot wordpress dot com and you can see the scoreboard and small victories remains at the top um, and I think it's I'm, it's not in front of me sorry I think it's window of opportunity in tied with beneath the surface in second place and then this one descent and it's all because of that 50 point Jack O'Neill Simpsons reference excellent <laughs> thank you for joining me once again for Stargate season 6 um, I'll see you next time what is it is it Nightwalkers? Is it Abyss or is it Frozen? I think it's Frozen next. <laughs>